Hello and welcome to Art Warming, the Lehigh University Pride Center's podcast for all things art and mental health. I'm Dama Campo, the student intern host in charge. Here you'll find interviews with various creatives and mental health enthusiasts on campus and in the Bethlehem area, as well as highlights featuring Lehigh's artists in the making. On today's episode, we'll have Krista New, who will be talking to us about the impact of art journaling during the COVID crisis, and Diego Lara, who will be sharing his experience with the crisis as an international student moving back to Guatemala. But before that, our first highlight for this episode is Olivia White. Olivia is a junior with a major in marketing, a double minor in computer science and psychology, and an insane passion for music. Her dad being a producer, she was born into music and started taking piano lessons at three years old, voice lessons at 13, and picked up the ukulele at 20. On campus, Olivia is the assistant music director for the Lehigh Echoes, an all-female acapella group. You can often find her at open mics and various music showcases. Here she is with a cover of Pink's Blow Me One Last Kiss. White knuckles And sweaty bombs from Hanging on to tight clenched jar I've got another headache again tonight My eyes on fire, eyes on fire And they burn from all the tears I've been crying, I've been crying I've been dying over you Dying up in the rope Try to hold, try to hold But there's nothing to grab So I let go I think I finally had enough Peace. 
crystal clear I think I finally had enough I think I maybe think too much I think this might be it for us So today on the podcast, we have Krista Nu. Krista is a photographer and photo editor for Lehigh. She also works with Lehigh's Office of First Year Experience for Lehigh's Navigate OU seminar, which is a first year experience designed to help students transition to Lehigh, map their college career, and access and express their own creativity. She serves on the board of Healing Through the Arts, which is a nonprofit organization that provides info and resources to encourage and support healing to individuals, caregivers, and their families. So Krista reached out to me to talk about her art journaling process that she's been doing for a little while now. I'm a little bit biased because I've been journaling since I was like eight years old and I love it and it's a great way for me to sort of process my own mental health and what's going on and it's also just really fun to look back and see the history of you and your thoughts and feelings but I think it's especially important to have an outlet like that now because of coronavirus and quarantining. There's a lot of trauma and confusion that people need to understand And art journaling is certainly an amazing way to do that, but I think a huge caveat to that is people are scared that they're not good enough at art or they'll think too much about it or don't have the supplies for it. You were just talking to me a little bit about your feelings on that. Would you care to elaborate? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I, too, have piles and piles of notebooks going back for over 20 years, and a lot of them tend to be places where I dwell in my head and work out Usually, if I have dark thoughts or angry thoughts, I kind of puzzle out where that's coming from. And through this whole experience, I do have a written journal, but I find that touching paint or magazine pages or collage things becomes an entirely different place to find calm and focus in a different way than writing with pen and paper. And for me, when I art journal... I've only, I've taken two workshops at Healing Through the Arts. I have no idea what I'm doing. And it's the only thing I've ever done in my life that I have been completely 100% okay with not knowing what I'm doing. And it's become such an important outlet for non-screen time. I have, I've gone from roaming campus to tell stories to sort of being tethered to my computer and Zoom meetings to tell the same stories. So I find when I turn the computer off at night, I need this physical way to almost unplug my thoughts and kind of see how my feelings come out on the page. Yeah, um, I think it's really important, especially when it comes to feelings, it's hard to express that in words. And it can be really rough and exhausting to do that also, just because you read it back and it's almost like you feel it like double force. But feelings can be so abstract and confusing and I think it's important for people to know that that's okay, especially when we're going through such a confusing time. Do you, I know that you post a lot of your art journaling content on Instagram and you share it. Do you feel like a sense of community with other people who do art journaling or have you found like a community of people that do this the same as you? 
I have, and I found a bunch of different, I, I find different ideas and inspiration from all sorts of things. It could be collage artists or people who do print, like linotype block printing, which I haven't tried yet. The reason that I started that Instagram was I went to Kathleen Hutnick's graduate women's network at lunch one day and I just showed them a couple of things that I had learned in this art journal session and some of the students asked if I would make an Instagram so I could share some of the things I was working on to inspire them and that's been really cool because I've actually made different Lehigh connections than I normally would have had because of of this art journal stuff. That is so awesome. I feel like a huge part of why it's so hard to communicate our feelings and problems right now is people are often embarrassed or feel like they'd rather be distracted from it or ignore it. And I know from personal experience that's not always productive. But how would you say that art journaling might confront those conflicting feelings in a different way than like going to see a therapist or talking about your problems publicly is a really, really huge step for people? Maybe how do you feel art journaling might be a personal way to do it without that level of shame? if if you feel like you're not ready to step up to that plate? I think a huge thing with it is it's your art journal and you don't have to show it to anyone and you don't have to be good at it. And so sometimes I'll paint something. Oh, and when we paint, it's it's using um, disposable foam makeup sponges like you'd use to blend foundation and like 50-cent bottles of acrylic paint. It's so... It's so not intimidating when you see how, how easy it can be. And sometimes I'll mess up or I'll spill paint or I'll push something too far. Like I'll love something and then I'll do something and mess it up, right? And I think I would be embarrassed if I, if I were talking like to a therapist or with my friends or something that I messed something up so badly. But just paint on paper and you can just wait until it dries and then paint over it, or you can keep pushing it until it becomes something that you love, and there's a little victory in that. The other thing that I was thinking of, it's super timely, last week I was looking at Facebook and I learned from a bunch of different Lehigh professors that Ricardo Vieira, who had been the the curator of the Lehigh Art Museum before William Crow, he just died last week and one of the professors wrote something so beautiful on Facebook and it said uh, sending love to Ricardo Vieira wherever you are the world has lost a giant it was Eugene from the orchestra and that I just sort of sat with that all day and I just felt so sad because Ricardo was one of the first people outside of my department that made me feel welcome at Lehigh when I when I got to campus and I was just meeting people and he had this big larger than life energy and he was so kind and he brought me into his art world and he gave me this catalog of the women in photography show that was hanging in McGinnis at the time and that's where I used to hide at lunch to spend time with the art before I really knew people at the end of the day I was like just feel like making a batch of cookies and just shoving them all in my face (laughs) because I'm sad that the world lost this amazing human um and then I started looking over I have this art table that the folding table it's permanently set up in my living room right now and I have been making this whole series of planets and moons that don't really exist and I kind of made a moon person, like in a spacesuit, and I collaged it onto this one moon, and I was thinking about Ricardo, 
And at first, the picture made me really sad because it looked too cold and it looked like he wasn't tethered to anything. I was taking it so seriously because I was thinking about this person that's not here anymore. And then I kind of sat and I thought, well, I could warm up his face mask. Or um, if I don't want him to look like he's just floating, lost and alone, I end up adding these almost like comet streams under his feet like he had jet propulsion or energy where he was going and that kind of made me feel better because that reminded me of how he was in life and I was thinking about I think I spent maybe an hour on it and it gave me this amazing time to just kind of sit with my feelings and now I can look at this thing and and it's like I turned this sad day into this positive association of all these great memories I had of him. That's so beautiful. I love that. I think it's so important, especially um, you're talking about how you spent that hour um, collaging and making this beautiful thing um, out of your feelings and your grief. And I feel like especially when it comes to journaling, people have, at least I had this problem before I really got into my rhythm of traditional journaling, where I was just constantly thinking about you know, what this would look like if I were to open it up and read it like three years from now. Like I felt almost ashamed or upset if things looked cold or um, tiring or the way that it was. And I would rip out pages and crumple it up and throw it out and like take those pieces of history out of my journal because I was like almost ashamed or upset I'd have to look at it. Whereas with like journaling in general, but especially with art journaling, I feel like it's so important to recognize that like this journaling and this processing is for you and you only. And it doesn't have to be shameful or sad. It can just be for you and you don't owe like any like extra explanations of context. Like you don't have to, if you're journaling traditionally, you don't have to write every single detail down to make sure that your future self remembers every single like bit of what happened. Like journaling first and foremost should be for you in the moment to process and to understand. And it shouldn't be a shameful thing. It is a beautiful thing to understand your feelings and um, be able to represent it in a way that makes you feel proud. And I think that art journaling is just a magnificent way to do that. Because even if you're not, if you don't have like professional supplies or like an extensive background in um, art design, you know, there's just something so gorgeous and happy. Even with like when you look back at like doodles from when you were in kindergarten that your parents kept and like like kept on the refrigerator or anything like there's something so endearing about looking back at the art you created and I think it's just such a pleasant and um, unique way to to represent that and to understand that and it gives you that space to really reflect without exhausting yourself. Thank you so much for telling that story that was really touching. Oh thank you. I was going to say that when you were saying about you don't have to have a ton of art supplies, I saw this woman's Instagram, and it was the coolest thing ever. She used ripped up tights or pantyhose or something and Mod Podge on a piece of cardboard and then turned that into a block printing thing just with the shapes. And it ended up looking like like this beautiful group of trees, just somehow the the pieces fell together. So I started thinking about old t-shirts or bubble wrap or different things that you could turn into printmaking stuff that you might have hanging out in the back of your drawers. That's so cool. 
I love seeing the kind of like thrifted or like more unique like recycled supplies used in art. Um, I know that like especially within like the fashion world right now like flipping like old thrifted clothing and like sewing old blankets into skirts and things like that. It's such a fun productive way to use things that are just lying around the house. So it is it is important to know that you don't need super expensive supplies to have a good time with art. So that's really awesome. Like you could really make art out of anything. Yeah, I totally agree. I was trying to think about, so I took these two workshops. I took a mandala drawing workshop with Heather, and then I, and then Heather brought in a sketchbook, like a visual journal teacher, and she, I took two classes with her, and she's really cool, too. So if you ever get a chance to take a workshop at Healing Through the Arts, I highly recommend it. That's, like, not even a plug. It's, like, a soul-saving thing because they work to help people heal with artwork. So it's very appropriate for the topic of your podcast. But the, the thing that the, Betsy said when she was teaching the class, too, is your page doesn't have to be pretty. You're serving yourself best if your page gets your feelings out, like, no matter what those feelings are. And I think that's one thing we're so conditioned right now when people say, how are you? And it's like, I'm fine. But maybe we're pushing a lot down right now. And I think we need to be okay with letting ourselves know when we aren't having a good day. Because otherwise that's going to build up. Yes, absolutely. I definitely want to try um, one of the workshops at Healing Through the Arts. I know that it's fairly close to Lehigh, and it I know it connects a lot with the work that we've been doing at the Pride Center, and especially with CGE, their mission of self-love, through their Be Your Own sort of events. So I think that it's so wonderful and um, timely that we're hearing about Healing Through the Arts now. I wish that I had known about it before because the arts is definitely like, at least in my experience of it, like one of the best ways to express yourself and to understand the kind of things that you're going through. But it's so amazing that you're able to serve on that board. And I really encourage anybody that's listening and has even like the faintest interest in it to pursue it. I adore it. Even my friends who don't consider themselves very artistic or creative, there's a certain reverence and excitement that is held for these kinds of movements and these art pieces. So it's a really awesome space to be in. And I think my favorite thing, Heather actually wrote a comment on one of those art journal pictures I posted and I was I was actually a post where I was very worried about Lehigh students and Lehigh seniors in particular who were having this completely altered end to their college experience and Heather wrote on that post there's good that comes from a pause you just have to look for it and I just think that's good advice if you're pen journaling or art journaling or anything good life advice definitely that's a I think that's a quote that's going to stick with me through this self-isolation period that we're going through. But thank you so much, Krista, for sharing your personal experiences and all the great things that you have to say about arts and mindfulness and how students right now can better improve their mental health even from within their four-bedroom walls. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Our next highlight for this episode is Krista's Instagram at CNEU underscore art journal. On Krista's Instagram, you can find the art journal entry she talked about in her interview dedicated to Ricardo Vieira, as well as other entries dating back to the beginning of the year. That's Instagram handle at CNEU underscore art journal. As a content warning, the upcoming interview with Diego Lara focuses on the social, environmental, and mental consequences of coronavirus. Mentions of death, depression, and 9-11 occur throughout the segment. Please make sure you're practicing self-care during this especially stressful time.
Alright, so today I'm talking with Diego, who's a rising junior at Elite High. He's an international student from Guatemala who's pursuing engineering and filmmaking. You said that you just went back to Guatemala because we just went remote. How are you doing right now? I'm alright. <laughs> it was definitely a hard change. Just, I feel because everything was so sudden. At, at first, I really just wanted to stay at Lehigh because I thought, I thought, I didn't think it was going to be such a huge issue as it is now, obviously. Like, it's just, it's so hard to, like, wrap my head around, you know, millions of people just, like, staying in their homes. But yeah, definitely at the beginning, I was really mad. And my parents wanted me to come, like, right away. And I was like, no, like, let's just wait a few weeks. Hopefully this will, like, die down or something. But logically, I was like, okay, because I knew borders were closing in a lot of Latin countries. So I was like, oh, I might just, it's probably going to happen in Guatemala. Um, so I packed all of my things in like a day and like I left out of my friend's house, came back here. And then I put myself in like quarantine in my room for like two weeks and like not really like leaving, which was interesting, but I'm fine. I didn't show any symptoms. So I'm, I'm back to normal-ish, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm guess, I guess I, I, I could say I'm all right, considering everything. I don't really have any major things to complain about. Okay, yeah, I feel like, especially because of the situation of a global pandemic, it's kind of hard to, like, gauge if you're doing good or bad, because everything's just kind of, like, layered in stress, no matter what you're doing. Uh, it's like, you can't help but feel stressed and anxious because of the whole thing. It's kind of, you have to, like, cope with it. You have to, like, be fine with it in a way, like you can, you can, cause like this is probably not gonna end anytime soon. It's probably gonna end like in a long time. So you can either like be really anxious about it and like let it like control your mind and your thoughts. Or you can be like, okay, yeah, this is happening, but I can do this other thing or I can control this. So that's kind of what I've been trying to do, I guess. Yeah, I feel like that's a, regardless of like where you are, cause I know I'm friends with a lot of international students and I have family in the Philippines and everybody like regardless of location is just kind of, there's a feeling that we don't have control over the situation, even though people are trying to implement kind of solutions or implement like mandatory quarantines and shelter in places and stuff like that. Regardless of like how hard the government works or how much you contribute to making this, pen, like flattening the curve, as they say, like it really feels like everything's like spiraling away because usually you can like at least plan or like you have an assumption that things are going to be relatively like fine in a couple of months i don't know like whatever plans you had like an internship or just like summer program or anything like you kind of assume that the world isn't going to stop the uncertainty of everything that's i feel like that's the biggest issue and that's what keeps everyone up at night or keeps me up at night because like like at first it kind of makes everything seem like hopeless like oh what, why am i doing this if i don't even know like if in a couple of weeks i'm gonna be able to go back to lehigh or like that's that for me that's my case i'm like doing all these classes and stuff but i'm not i'm not even sure if like lehigh is going to be open by summer I had like a, a program that I wanted to go to Europe and that's not going to happen next semester. Like that's kind of up in the air as well, I guess. For me at least, and I know for like a lot of international students, I know a lot of them had to stay at Lehigh or like they opted to stay. I also know a lot of people that went back home and the situation in the US is pretty bad. I mean, there's like a bunch of cases and like it keeps rising. But I also think like the situations in other countries are really bad, or at least here, there's not that many like cases, coronavirus, but just like the economic toll that it's taking on everything, it's just insane. And I feel like that's a case for like a, a lot of small countries. So that's also like really another thing to worry about, I think for like other international students, like what's going back at home.
How would you compare the situation that you're observing, like at Lehigh or in America, compared to what you're experiencing in Guatemala now? I mean, I'm really like I said, I don't really have anything to complain. I'm just at home with my family. I mean, we Guatemala has like I think the last time I checked, there was like 30 cases. I think one person passed away, and another 10 people kind of like are recovering. Like it's basically nothing compared to the U.S. But the thing with like a lot of like Latin countries and just like small countries is that whatever happens in the U.S. kind of just like affects everything. Guatemala's economy, a lot of money just comes from people that are working in the U.S. that send money to their families back here. And obviously with like everything just like ceasing to work in the U.S., like people are just losing their jobs and not getting any money. So no, no money's coming into Guatemala. So I feel like right now, and actually a lot of my friends don't really think it's that bad, but I feel like in a month or two, there's going to be a huge, huge change here. And I'm sure that's going to be the case for a lot of other countries. But I mean, it's logic. It's just logical. That's gonna happen. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot different to like experience it in America in comparison to like other countries, at least for me, because like that's a really interesting perspective in that like a lot of people's attitudes here, it's almost like they're in denial in that like, oh yeah, we can like social distance or whatever, but like we need to get the economy back together and like this will all be over soon, but like we need to like resume things now. Like, you don't realize how much power America really has and how important it is for people to be taking this pandemic seriously until you observe, like, how much influence we hold on, like, other countries' economies and, like, the culture shift that's happening not only in America, but, like, to people that are, like, fleeing the country. And it's really sad to see, especially, like, in Italy and China, the kind of panic that surrounds what's happening over there. What's happening there is, I feel like, happening here now, but it's almost as there's this mentality that it can't happen to us and people aren't really realizing that like whatever happens here is affecting people outside too it's crazy because it's like i don't know you think of china and the us as these like powers with like almost unbreakable economies and it's like this virus kind of just like brought them to their knees and th those are like the biggest countries in the world so yeah i definitely think there's like i feel like you're right you're right everyone's kind of like in denial or like they think it's going to be over soon or that they think it should be over soon on uh, the whole like balance between like oh when should we like start the economy or whatever or like restart it i feel like that's really it's a really hard thing uh, it's just really complicated because like we're gonna talk you're gonna be talking about coronavirus for like at least till the and uh, like uh, this whole year and there's definitely going to be a like you said like a change and a shift in like the culture every culture like the global culture i feel like there's going to be a really huge emphasis from now on like health and cleanliness and just like whenever we like pandemics or just like viruses in general just like the human relationship with like the entire ecosystem really like, i feel like you're, you're right everyone thinks it's going to be over soon and i definitely did not do not think that's the case i mean what i've been trying to do and what i hope so what i hope for is that this whole experience just like brings everyone i mean the whole world just together and we find ways to learn from this and change for the future now more than ever everyone's like just alone with their thoughts so much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's crazy you know you never have this like much time to yourself so i think it's going to be important that people kind of just like analyze things and just think about their roles in this like whole huge experience and how they can change and how they can like because you know how like people say like oh i can't wait for it to go back to normal or whatever like i don't think that's going to happen and i don't think that should happen i mean whether we could have prevented this or not it's kind of like we're in this right now and like this is happening and it is like stressful and like you get anxious about it but there's 
I feel like there is something that you can learn from it and something that you can you can change somehow for the better. So I think everyone needs to do that. No, yeah. It's so hard to balance like being the right amount of careful and taking this pandemic as seriously as is appropriate and also like not becoming extremely pessimistic about it, especially because like no matter where you go, like people are talking about it, whether it's the news or Twitter or anything like that. Like it's really difficult to take the right measures and keep yourself updated as much as is necessary to keep doing like the quote unquote right thing and also like maintain like that feeling of hope and like knowing that like this too shall pass and like not letting it completely destroy your mental health it's really difficult and especially the idea like you were saying about like everything going back to normal too i was listening to this podcast the other day and they were comparing what they think the cultural shift is going to be to a cultural shift after 9-11 in america so like before 9-11 happened like airport security was i wouldn't say lax but like completely different to like the culture and the security measures that we take now like there's that like word every time you go into the airport where it's like they have to absolutely make sure like nobody's carrying a bomb like we have to like prepare for the worst so now it's like what you said like it is important for people to recognize we shouldn't just go back to normal and pretend nothing happened and recognize that there is going to be like that extra level of precaution people aren't going to forget about this and like the attitude toward like sanitation and like vaccines and sickness in general is going to be so different once this is like quote unquote over <laughs> yeah my dad is convinced that like after all of this is over like like he's like we are never gonna like touch each other again like he's just, like he really thinks it's gonna be like an extreme change and how in like the physical behavior of people yeah like you said like sanit sanitary um habits or like how often you clean your hands or i don't know like do you think masks are gonna be a thing like after this like are people just gonna be wearing masks just like <laughs> in case true. or like are people are companies gonna be producing more masks are people gonna have like masks in their home in case like something like this happens again are they gonna be like prepared you know just in case it's, it's definitely gonna be a huge shift that i think is necessary and like you said like like going back to like social media and all of that and how that can cause stress it's really funny to me i feel like maybe not everyone but most people have obviously gotten like they're like trying to research what the coronavirus is and like how it spreads and like what the, like all the specifics of you know how you can prepare yourself so i feel like everyone just kind of feels like they're like an expert and yeah, everyone loves exactly. to like say like oh you shouldn't do this or you should be wearing this or you should be cleaning your hands 20 seconds or 30 seconds or you know so I, I'm, I'm just like really curious about how kids are gonna grow up from now you know how lehigh has the new college of health yeah like this is going to be like a huge increase in like applications or something you were talking about um how everybody feels like they're an expert and i feel like one of the things that's kind of helped in the aspect of mental health regardless of where you are and how your family's doing is just the humor that you can find on the internet and how like people like on social media are coping with it like you were talking about the expert thing and i know there are all of these memes going around about like whatsapp moms who are like getting all of their information off of facebook and things like that and it's just so funny to see like like that applies to my family like my mom she watches the news every day and she's constantly telling us like something new every day like oh whenever we go grocery shopping we have to throw out all the plastic bags after because they could be infected and like all this other random stuff that like she just read online so it's nice to like view these little details of like how people are reacting to this pandemic in like kind of a hilarious way and like i know tiktok's like a huge um influence on like like how people in our generation especially are viewing the coronavirus too like i i don't think i could have survived these last couple weeks remotely if it weren't for the humor people are finding in the situation yeah like i get 
had so many like links and emails from my my dad on WhatsApp like daily. It's kind of it's it's kind of crazy. And every it's just crazy like how connected the world is. And like the thing is like we never had an issue that was so huge or like impacted like everyone like at least like 90% of the human population you know mm-hmm. like obviously there was like big things that happened in the past couple of years but it was like centralized it was like in certain like areas or cultures but now it's like everywhere so like literally we are all being affected by this which is crazy to me to think about like have you seen like reports on how like the human ozone layer is like reconstructing itself or like yeah you see like the canals in like italy and like all these other places just because like industries aren't running right now so like now everything's kind of clearing up it's crazy i feel like one big thing that i've like gathered from us like it just makes you see how impactful like humans are in the world and like think about it it wasn't even like a full it was what a couple days like it wasn't even like a month or two like we haven't been in this for like that long and there's already like so many like changes in like nature and stuff like that but yeah like humor and memes and just like things like that actually are really like hopeful and like i think those are the things you should like kind of like focus on i think the whole nature thing is going to be huge after this like i feel like there's going to be a huge shift on how to be like more sustainable but i think it's better if you talk about it um you don't necessarily have to like make it a podcast or you can just talk with friends and like thank god for technology i was like talking with some of my friends i've been like making a point to talk to at least like one or two of my friends every day just because like when you're this isolated like i love my family but if they were the only people i was talking to i'd literally go insane so like it's difficult because every time i talk with somebody it feels like all there is to talk about now is the coronavirus but like like you said it's so important to like keep reaching out and stay connected as much as is possible and like not kind of like shove everything like down and pretend it's not happening because doing that isn't productive at all just like pretending it's not happening or kind of just like i'm not i'm not bashing on people that go on youtube and watch like a bunch of videos but like if you're just doing that for like the sake of passing time or pa- or being like oh I don't know like I'm just gonna watch Netflix or like binge watch Netflix as long for as long as this like crisis is going on and I feel like that would be alright if it was like a week or two but I, don't, yeah. I definitely do not think it's, <laughs> like it's already not a week or two so this is definitely gonna be something that's gonna impact like everyone so much. I think this is great, like, doing a podcast or just, like, recording, like, what is going on or what you, what your thoughts are, like, during this time. I think it's going to be so something so important because you're not only, like, putting out your thoughts and you're, like, thinking about things and you're, like, analyzing things, but you also have, like, a record of it that you can, like, in a year or two, you know, you can look back and be like, wow, like, there's so many stories about people. It's kind of crazy. Like, you go on Twitter and there's, like, so many things and people are, like, 3D printing masks and we're, like, singing on balconies and there's just so much that's happening and I feel like recording it and just like seeing what you can do it's also really a really good way to like cope with it like not not only letting this whole thing happen to you but you being like okay like this is happening so this is what i'm gonna do or this is what i'm doing about it at least like it doesn't have to be like a huge thing it can be just like oh i'm talking with my parents more often or like are we watching movies together or yeah like i think that talking and even like writing things down and taking pictures or logs of what you're doing is not only like a great way to like process all of your emotions and like how this pandemic's affecting you in a really productive way but also like at least for me like i've always journaled since i was like a little kid it's just like one of my hobbies or like things that i really enjoy doing and a big benefit or like fun aspect 
aspect of journaling is that like you can look back a couple years and like really like see like personally what your life is like and every single time it's always like oh my gosh I was such a different person like I remember this and that I can't believe that this person was me and things are so different now but like I can't even imagine like three years from now looking back at my journal and being like oh my god like this literally reads like something out of like museum excerpts like it's crazy that we're literally like in the middle of history in the making and I feel like people would say that like growing up in like elementary school where it's like we're always making history but now it's like you really feel it like the big thing is happening to us now it's like definitely one for the books and I think it's really important to remember like how this is affecting everybody once this is over yeah and like i feel like that's also like a really underlying thing that people should know is that this is gonna end at some point you know one way mm -hmm. or another you know whatever happens it's gonna be a chapter and it's gonna be over I, I just keep thinking about like how it's gonna be in college or like just like what the the site is gonna be when you go back to college and you see all your friends and everyone's like hugging each other or like or at least that's what i, I keep picturing just like everyone kind of just like moving back to lehigh and being like oh my god everyone's here and just like hugging every person you see or whatever or like you said like you're you're also rising junior right mm -hmm. like just like when we we're graduating like looking back oh remember like coronavirus remember that semester where all of us were home like yeah no it's definitely like you said it's one for our books i don't mean i mean i'm not I'm trying to like compare it but like it's just like an event with like as much impact as like the world wars or like a cold war or like the great depression where like people are changed by this and and you look back on it and like you, like you said like you're a whole different person like i was just i was actually just thinking about that this morning i was like damn like this version of me like right now in this situation i'm already different from like the person that I was this semester, like before this whole thing happened, like this has already like changed me and my habits and my thoughts and like what I value. And I'm definitely gonna change after this is over. Cause I'm gonna be like, okay, now I can go back and now I can go out of the world. So that's, it's it's also gonna change my habits and like, so it's, I feel like it's interesting kind of like how the version of you right now is gonna like the coronavirus version of you right now. Like you said, like you, you look back and you're like, who was that? Like, I can't believe I was that person or like, I can't believe I wrote those things. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking. It's crazy to see how this is affecting everybody and, I think like even like me personally right now like talking about it as much as it's frustrating that this is like all we ever talk about it feels like now like it feels so good because yeah you get your thoughts out of your freaking head mm-hmm <laughs> it's, it's gotta go somewhere but yeah thank you so much thank you for listening to art warming if you're interested in being featured or speaking on the show, please email me at dro222 at lehigh.edu or DM us on Instagram at art.warming. Today's transition music was written and recorded by yours truly. As always, thank you to Mel Kitchen and Chelsea Gilbert for all their support as intern advisors. Hope you're all staying happy and healthy, and we'll see you next time.